0: like you're meant for more you don't have to just be what the world want you to be you know it's and and see that's the fallacy the fallacy is that we had to
1: pick that cage yeah five cages you can pick between no i want to go and be a performer nope here's one of the five cages so that's the first fallacy and then the second one is thinking we can't get out yeah thinking that it's locked well it's not locked it's never been locked you can get out anytime you want Yeah. anytime any moment Right yeah. now
0: doesn't matter. there's never been a lock on it. I think a lot We've of never been a lock. have invisible chains on us for a long time because we think you're just stuck mm-hmm. and you're never stuck no matter what part of your life, no journey, age, nothing because truly age is just a number.
1: Guys, I feel like it's been forever. Since I've been on the podcast, and it kind of has, I had to take a little bit of a break, but I'm back and I am bringing you somebody so special today. This is Nicole Cecilia Flesh. She is a sister that I've met through the turn community. She lives in New Jersey, you'll be able to tell from her accent, and she is a delightful human. She's doing big things, really just having a gorgeous conversation about some crazy stuff, like honestly. Wait to the end when she tells you how this whole podcast got booked in the first place. It's wild. So both of us are on kind of a wild ride at different places of our careers. She is currently teaching as a middle school teacher and has an incredible Instagram following and page. This was just such a fun and beautiful conversation. I loved every bit of it. Um, Getting to hear from another person in their perspective, the before and after Turn Up Conference, which is truly, truly transformative. I tell the story about how I first met her at my first time at the Turn Up Conference in 2022. Um, When she gave me a little smack on the booty. And um, then, uh, oh gosh, we just talk about so many incredible things a life of sobriety from people pleasing addiction, from the addiction of approval, and what it looks like to follow the magic and get out of the cage. Just so much goodness. Listen in, y'all. Can't wait for you to meet and get to know and love my beautiful friend, Nicole. So, this is so exciting. Let's. Let's um, go back in time a little bit. Um, okay. okay, so I remember this is when I remember you because. You don't remember this at all because I was just a little fly on the wall when I went to conference the first time. I had just started in the squad. I was a newly trained instructor. So this is back in 2022. Yeah, 2022, newly trained instructor, went to conference all by myself, like didn't know anybody. I was just like, I really love this energy. And you're one of the first people I remember about conference. And this is what I remember. I remember thinking, I want that soul So, I was responding to like your soul, and there was nobody in that building. And I'm not kidding. Like, I literally just, I don't know why I'm gonna go, my eyes are tearing up. (laughs) Well, listen, there was nobody in that building that was putting out as much love and just full out joy as you. And there was nobody in that building that was receiving as much love and joy (laughs) as you. Just that exchange that I could see like in the atmosphere, in your presence. And I was like, "Ooh!" and I remember just dancing, kind of being in my bubble, you know, kind of wanting to get to know people. But, you know, you're still a little like on your own and shy. And mm-hmm. I remember just coming up to me and like hitting me so hard on my ass. <laughs> I was
0: like, I love this. You didn't know who I was. You're like, <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry if it hurt. <laughs> it, it was, it was, you know, a good one. It was a good one. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if we got a chance to meet at that. I don't think we truly I don't did, think we did either, but no. it's so funny because you know, what's crazy about the conference is I remember before when I first went to the conference, cause I was still kind of new to turn up too. I mean, at wow. that point, I was only an instructor for a year. Um, and I was like, you know, I met so many people through just like, you know, through people through the turn up and you know, when I went down there, it was a group of friends that I had made through Turn Up too So yeah. the whole experience, the, you know, I didn't go to the first convention and they were just telling me all about it. They're like, you're going to love this. It's going to be just amazing. And from the time I walked into that building, the energy from the people, just the the being so new. And so I felt like I was undoing yeah. everything that I thought I was in mm. that and being like surrounded by energy that I've never experienced before, I can truly say the people that are with, they were like, I, they knew I was gonna be emotional and they warned me that. But mm. the emotion that I felt during that convention, dur- during the workshops, during all of that, and the the work that I did on myself, that was the first time I can truly say that I ever felt what it feels to be connected mind, body and soul. Wow. I've never felt wow. that in my life before. And it was truly in that moment that I was like, this is what it feels to be whole. This mm-hmm. is what it feels to be moved. This is what it feels to be surrounded by energy that is going to push and propel you forward. Now yeah. I truly know, like, you know, when you hear the term energy and the feelings of frequencies and vibrations, yeah. To an outsider, it's just a term. To me, it was just term. Like I knew what good energy felt like, but I didn't know what it felt like to be moved in a way like that, where you just felt mm-hmm. literally interconnected and- yeah. It was just so wild to me. And from that moment, I was like, this is the turn up and this is what I need to embody. Because to be honest, as an instructor, when I first, before I went there, I was the instructor, even when at the studio that I go to, that was trying to be the instructor that was like everybody else. I wanted to be that person who I watched. I wanted to be every other person. And I spent so much time doing that the first year of my instructing, I would be upset a lot. And I was like, this is so strange because I got into instructing because I thought this was going to make me feel really great. And, but I was so focused on all the wrong things that by, after I came back from conference, I found, I literally feel like I dove into who I was and I brought back a different kind of energy that kind of boosted my mm. instructor. Right. Capabilities. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just brought back a different energy. <laughs> and, you know, I think that was truly a powerful moment in, for me, because yeah. it's, It wasn't just dance fitness to me. It was about discovering who I am and what I need to be in order to be the best version of myself for myself and others. Well, what's crazy to me is a person
1: you don't even know at all. You've never met them. You don't know who who they are. I don't, you could have been from anywhere in the United States or the world for that matter. Yeah. But what I saw, I saw that on you, you know, I saw that liberation in you. I saw that fullness in you because you were so full, like that joy and that love that you were like literally pumping into the atmosphere. That was coming from you, yeah. So it was. Remembers at this one point in time, you were just like running circles. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of weird, like, but <laughs> but not not at all. I mean, it was just kind of like what we do when you've transcended the insecurity. Yes, yeah. transcended that sort of wondering in that environment what you're supposed to be doing in that environment staying in your little space it was like you had broken free from that yeah you know, and you were just in it and Perfect. I was like dude I love that and of yeah. course I remember smacking me on the ass because you I,
0: were in it right that's the part it it truly is I think that's one of the something that I wish for everyone to feel and it it's not easy to do on your own unless you're presented the opportunity to do so unless you want to do so I feel like in while you're 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 so I feel like on a daily basis like you don't think about you know what I'm really going to try to channel my energy today I'm really hoping that I can really connect my mind body and soul you know you need to protect that energy and that's what I when I came home I was like I don't want to lose this Mm -hmm. this was so Mm -hmm. special to me and so magical to me and so life-changing and transforming Right. I don't want to lose it. So what is it that I need to do to hold on to it? Because when you're out of that energy and you, you're you not surrounded by that 24 seven, in fact, I feel like you're surrounded by the complete opposite. There's so much negativity and, and things drown you out in this world that to protect your energy is so special. And you really need to figure out what can I do to hold on to this? Because yeah. when you're, you come back from that, you're going to have to work twice as hard to protect that because there's so many things that ta- want to take away your peace. Yep. You know? as extroverted as I am at times, sometimes I'm very introverted and I am shy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have been watching you for a while now. And I always said, there's something about this girl that I love. Like there's, you have this same kind of thing, this energy. And I'm like, Nicole, like, don't like, stop being afraid to like talk more and do more things because I'm like, those are the people, like you're drawn to a person for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just, like I said, you inspire me and motivate me on on a daily basis. And I was just like, you're just, I just love your whole being, but it just is so much more inspiring. And you just, it's so much, it's, in, it's wild to me, the self-discovery that you can find and how you can completely change your mm-hmm. life around. Completely. And for yeah. sure.
1: but I, for example, I think, I, I don't think I know basically the, the last gasp of, Me, who I really am. The reason why I listened that one time I listened is because I knew if I didn't, the best things about life would be over and that I would go from living a 10% life to a 0% life. And I was not okay with that because I really wanted to live. Yeah. And once you realize that not only were you living, I at that time did not, would not have acknowledged, I thought I was living a whole life. Yeah. I thought I was living a whole life, the whole life you can live above ground. So I thought I was living big, but I was living so small. And then when I had an opportunity to be reborn, then that reality of how big life really is was like, holy moly, you know, yep. you've got mm-hmm. so much. And if, if I can come from that, there is nothing that can possibly stop me from anything when- I want to do
0: anything I want to do. And that's contagious. Is it not? It's the most contagious thing that you can, I feel like ever be surrounded by to make you propel forward. Yeah. I you just exactly what you just said is when you realize that you're living only, like I said, 10%, I, I swear that podcast that you did stuck with me so much when you're living 10% of your life. And it, it just resonated with me so much because most of us don't even realize that we're living so small And there was another thing by, um, something that I kind of carry with me as well is, um, in Ed Milet's podcast, he talks about your internal temperature. And this was something that was so cool to me. And I've carried Mm -hmm. it with me from the time I read it, you know, till now. And it's, you know, we all have just like a thermostat in your household and you have it set to, you know, 69 degrees, no matter how cold or hot it gets outside that internal temp, that thermostat is going to just go right back to 69. It's the same thing with yourself you have to take a look at what your internal thermostat is set to. Is it yeah. set to 75? Is it set to 80? Is it set to 50%? And, you know, don't get me wrong. You might have moments that you feel like you're at hundred. Like, you know, you have this moment, you get that promotion, you're rising to hundred, but if your internal thermostat is set to only 50, you're, no matter how good life gets yeah. and how many months you have, you're always going to be brought down to that 50. You have to physically raise your internal thermostat. What are you worth? Yeah. You're worth. 50%. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I looked at myself, there was a lot that I t- I looked at and I was like, damn, I'm, and after I listened to your podcast as well, I said, I'm only living maybe 70% of my life right now. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I've been thinking, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm determined. I'm, I'm taking steps forward. I'm not fully there. And I, and I had to be, take a look at myself. I'm like, what, what's holding me back? Why am I not fully at a hundred percent right now? Right. And, to be honest, that was bringing me to my next thing. I looked at it as like, I'm such a people pleaser, such a, I've always been a people pleaser. I've always been that kind of person to need the reassurance that, Hey, like, should I wear this shirt? Should I even something small, like on your daily, yeah. activity? should I do this mm. uh, Thinking about it? But I don't really know. And I would always need the validation from other people. Yep. And the second yeah. someone would tell me, no, mm-hmm. like, really not a good idea or like, no, that's, that's not going to be anything like you won't, you're going to fail at that. Or, you know, negativity, I'd be like, oh shit, I should not do it. I'm not going to do it. Right? It's like someone only took the degree, like one little tiny bit down and you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just listened to other people and, and their opinions of me determined who I was rather than who I thought I was. Right. And this has been going on, I feel like my entire life. And I swear, I don't think it was until this past year that I realized like, I'm so tired of living a life how other people expect me to live. And I'm so tired of being, feeling small. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not how I choose to my, live my life. And I know I'm not small. And right. whether my ideas are silly, whether what I'm doing is not the right thing. And maybe, you know what? Maybe it, nothing will come out of it. I'm not going to know until I fail forward. And their opinions don't matter, truly matter of me. It's, it's who I think I am and I know who I am. So you have to really drown out what other people think of you or you're never going to truly be 100% of yourself. Right.
1: You don't ever really even know, nor should you know, because those people aren't in
0: charge of you, but we put them in charge of us. 1000%. And it's the weirdest thing because I just remember feeling at one point this past year, feeling so small and so little. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt sad. Yeah, it, I felt really sad. I was like, I need to really reevaluate myself. I need to reevaluate who is around me and who is in my inner circle and my outer circle. I need to really, again, back to protecting your peace, protecting my peace and, and my energy. And if someone's trying to take that away from me, I won't allow it. Right. Or I used to allow it.
1: That's con- not on it. Yeah. The contrast is so interesting because it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I do understand. And I have felt that way much. In fact, I think I felt it more when I came back from conference back in 2022. Yeah. And the contrast for me is thinking, hearing you say that you felt so small and yet meeting you and seeing you in all of your bigness, you know, in all of your just glory, you know, like truly radiating, truly radiating, truly confident. The person that I saw didn't listen to anybody, didn't need to listen to anybody like that person. I don't know if you felt it in that moment, but that is what I felt from you in that moment. When I, I came home from conference that time, I went right back into my very, very, you know, strong corporate environment, right back into the law firm. And that environment, everybody's doing their big lawyer thing, right? Everybody is highly trained, well-paid, you know, they've been working up the ladder their entire careers. That environment made me small, made me feel small, made me think small, act small, My thoughts continued to get more and more scarcity in tone, scarcity in scope. And I started reacting and getting frustrated out of that smallness, pettiness, even, Mm -hmm. you know, and what, what I realized was happening was I had already, I had experienced and felt and tasted the bigness that was out there for me because for a while I was hibernating. I was kind of just laying alone, just trying to like figure out what the heck, you know, (laughs) just kind of like. Let me just chill for a little bit. And so I was kind of in that mode, but then turn up happened and you can't, (laughs) you can't be a part of a community like that and not experience some of the bigness. And when I did, I had immediately just outgrown that environment, but I had to really sense something different, be a part of something different. And it has this sort of metaphysical element that I can't really put my finger on. There's just, there's something very mystical about it, I think, and mysterious in some ways about that feeling of bigness. But when you feel it and your soul identifies with it, then you go back to your old world and then, it, you, then, then that causes some of the friction and then you got to figure out what the heck you're going to do. I think
0: what you just said was truly it is that once you get a taste and experience of that bigness, there's no going back to feeling that small, because you get addicted to that feeling. That's the best kind of drug I think that you can ever have is that feeling of bigness and the feeling of being something, you know, knowing that there's more to you than that you've never discovered before. And then coming back and then feeling small again and not being okay with feeling small again. And I think that's the best part of having that taste of it because you want more. And Mm -hmm. then you're hungry for more. And then Mm -hmm. you don't. There's things that you used to tolerate that you no longer tolerate before. And it's a series of these small little steps um, that you're taking in order to become the bigger part of yourself. And to be honest, I remember feeling when I did come back the first time, I was on such a high. But then you know, life does happen, and then you get back to the the lows, and then you kind of lose that that highness. Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out how to get back there sometimes can be discouraging because then you feel like, am I, am I meant for more? You start questioning yourself. And there's times I question myself. I'm like, am I meant for more? Is this like, you know, deep down inside, I don't think this is the life that I am meant for. To be honest, I think I'm way, I think I'm at my journey in life. I think me as my teaching career, I think I'm meant for way more than being a teacher. And I know that. Yeah, And I think I used to get so frustrated. Like, I know, I know I'm meant for more than this. I know I'm, there's more out there for me, but the fact I can't, find it yet used to discourage me. But after holding on to that feeling of being something bigger, I know that this is a journey of me. And instead of being going into it with like a negative mindset, I'm trying to take every ounce of this, this, uh, this part of my life and use it to propel me forward. What can I take from my career right now? That's going to help me long-term. How can I learn from these experiences that I'm in right now and make the best of them so mm-hmm. that I can take them mm-hmm. and help me forward rather than sitting there being frustrated that I'm stuck in this space. I'm not yeah. stuck. This is yeah. all part of my journey. That's going to push me forward. And I'm going to look back one day and be like, I needed that. Yep. To get me to where I am now. Yeah. And if I didn't go through that, this would have been a, a whole different path for me. Yeah. And you if know? you don't
1: have that mindset, you're going to miss some of the magic. You will. Cause yeah. there's magic in there. There's magic in those experiences. And we can be tricked into thinking that it's mundane. We can be tricked into thinking about it the way the world thinks about it. Like, you know, how the world looks at teaching as opposed to maybe like podcast, whatever, huge, per- you know how it is. We've got all yep, these for people or influencer or whatever. Yep. And we can be tricked into validating or, or not validating ourselves Based on the way out we think other people might be looking at it or the validation that we are. I mean, let's let's be honest. Why do we want the input of others? Because validation is addictive. It just is. We can all be addicted to validation. I mean, for sure, I have been addicted to validation. I was an all-out approval addict for years. That's
0: like, a great way of putting an approval addict. I like that terminology. Approval
1: that. addict. I mean, it literally is a dopamine hit. It literally is. And one of the problems with being an pr- approval addict is if you're good at being
0: good, then you're really hooked. One thousand <laughs> percent. Right. So true. And I think it's like the worst thing to get addicted to because then you don't know how to survive outside of those approvals. Right. And then next thing you know, mm-hmm. every Make is based off someone's approval, and yeah. next you know you're not making any decisions for yourself. This and is you're, what, you're not living your life. You're living someone else's life. You're living someone
1: else's life, someone else's life completely, and not just someone else's life, but a lot of other people's life. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> and like and you're like
0: contorting, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, who the f am I? Like, right. who am I? I don't even know anymore at this
1: point. But then you you taste the bigness, you see the bigness, you feel it. And one of the things that happens in that moment is that it, it will change your paradigm. If you're willing, if you're willing to undergo another rebirth, another kind of sobriety. If you're re- ready to be an approval, sober person, then everything changes. And what you get to do is look at every experience and say, there's magic in this, and I'm going to find the magic, and then I'm going to move on. When, when the time is right to move on. But I'm not going to move on until I've found the magic.
0: I, that's that's it right there. The, it's when you, I think so many of us don't realize that there's magic in almost everything that we do and experience. Yes. And I think that we miss it half the time because we're so frustrated with where we're at or what we are experiencing, what we want that we don't have, that right. you do miss the the magic moments in Every single day that passes by. And I think that when you are able to find those moments, it's something, like I said, another stepping stone that just pushes you forward to start focusing on. You know, I feel like you, what's the saying when you, um, energy goes where energy flows or what you focus on, you know, that's, um, something yeah, so, tr- you know, true because when you spend your moments focusing in on, you know the the positive energy and and the yeah. goodness around you and and the micro moments throughout your day like the micro moments of happiness and the magic that mm-hmm. you can experience then you start creating momentum almost yes. being able to find almost magic in almost everything right. that you experience yeah. and yeah. it's like once you find that connection you're like i've been missing out on so much and you know it's something that i feel like so many of us don't look at because, you know, it's hard when, to think on a higher level. You really, it, it takes practice, to be honest. It's not something that you can just wake up one day and start thinking on a deeper, higher level, because a lot of the times, even though I just look at myself, how I used to be with meditation and yoga. If this was me three year ago, me four year ago, me, you would never catch me meditating or doing yoga ever. I, that wasn't me. That's not my, you know, I could not yeah. get my, focus. once I couldn't focus for one minute, I'm out, tap me out. This is not. for yeah. me. Right. And when I truly learned to focus, like once I started getting my thoughts to where I needed to be and learning mm-hmm. how to hand select your thoughts, what is true, what is not true. That's a huge thing um, that I feel like has helped me grow forward because not all your thoughts that you think on a daily basis are true. You need to select the thoughts that you want in, to be true. Yeah. And, you know, when I focus, you know, now with meditating and, and doing yoga and, and practicing different things, I'm able to get in tune with myself where I'm able to connect that mind, body, and soul
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: able to tap into a different energy that's not presented on an everyday level with me just walking around the house. I'm I'm able to really tune into who I am and and who I want to be and and what the universe has in store for me. Yeah, It's true. And I think that those, when you say those things out loud, sometimes people are like, what are they talking about? That is so silly." (laughs) And those words are like, because I used to think like that too. I'm like, what are they talking about? But right. if you truly practice it and you want to be better, you do better. Mm-hmm. When you move different, you do different.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It's, you know, Definitely. it's like, I think, a combination of, of everything. Yep. This may or may not be, but I feel like you
1: have sort of a vision or a sense of what that bigness might be for oh, you. I do. What is I, it?
0: That's the so question. I, I when I, I want- see myself, like for my life, I see myself and I, this is what I'm manifesting in my journal every single day. Is I see myself on stage, yeah, wow. millions of people around the world. I see about the motivational speaker. I see mm-hmm. myself as a podcaster. I see myself as a social media influencer. In a sense that I'm able to help people all around the world on a wide platform. It allows me to entertain and do what I love, and it allows me to help thousands of people become mm-hmm. the healthiest, healthiest versions of themselves, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And helping them rediscover who they are and living the best life that they can ever live and helping them find purpose in such pain. And this is something I've been writing down on a daily basis because I used to see myself like I'm like a long time ago. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to be a social media influencer. And just, you know, (laughs) I don't know, like I just my my visions were so all over the place, right? So honed in to what I see myself doing. That's my passion. I love helping people and I thrive off doing it, Yeah. but I see myself doing what I love and a passion that I have. And on a grander scheme, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Do I want to be the wealthiest version of myself? Yes. Of Uh course I do because who doesn't, because I want to do good. It's, you know, yes, I want to travel the world and I want to support my family and give them a life I've always dreamed of. And, you know, my future children, the life that I never had, I want to do those things. I want to help my local community, my friends, my family, all those things. But I, it's to me about the passion and along with my passions can come the wealth and all of those things. But Mm -hmm. if I'm able to help people and, and pursue my passion on a grander scheme, like I have visioned myself one day on stage with Ed Milette or on a podcast of his or with Trent Shelton and, and I see mm-hmm. it and I know it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. Maybe yeah. it's five years, 10 years, I stop putting a time limit on it for myself because that's wow. another thing is when you start putting time limits, like, don't get me wrong. It's great to have goals, you know, for yearly goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. But like when you just know the vision, mm-hmm. you stop so much of when it's going to happen. It's a matter of going, following the journey and each step at a time until you get there. Yep. Yeah. I do. And what I'm thinking right now is that you,
1: the only job that you have now is to find the magic in every single moment and show it to people. That's all you have to do. You have to find it and show it.
0: Yep. And it will happen. I, it and will. Know, and you know, what's so crazy is I used to, what you just said is you have to find it and show it. I used to make it more, way more complex. I used to think, like, and I think that's the problem when you're trying to become the next level version of yourself. You're, it's so, so complex in your head because you think of all the little tiny pieces to it and you're looking at the whole thing instead of looking at, like I said, the little micro moments of just taking and put it into simplicity. You find it and you show it. That's right. You know, and it's just, like I said, a matter of time until you get there. But, You know, I just think of, it makes me sad to see people give up on themselves or stop becoming who they are once they get to a certain job. Like say you, you find a job and that's it, that job defines who you are. I've heard a lot of moms say this to me, you know, even friends, like I, that you feel like you lose yourself once you become a mom, because it's like, you're really trying to rediscover because, you know, you're in charge of this tiny human and trying to make sure that they are living the best life and giving them the best life. But you know, that you're still a whole being. And I, you know, when people lose themselves through that or become even a white, just, you know, you lose yourself in different roles mm-hmm. and a certain role doesn't define who you are. I've had teaching careers that diminished my value, that made me feel so poor about myself and questioned my identity. And, and I remember fighting so hard for a teaching position and in, in the back of my head, I was like, that became my identity after college. Like all I could be was a teacher and that's it. And in reality, I'm like, no, that's like that's the smallest mindset to have. Like, right. don't get me wrong. It's a great where I'm at right now. I'm so thankful for, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I know it's going to leave me the bigger opportunities, but I'm so much more than this. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just a teacher. I'm so many more other roles than just being a teacher in my life. Yeah.
1: It could be so many things, but for you, what do you think it is that causes us over time, just to sort of accept the smallness, you know, and just sort of live in the day to day, like, here I am doing my job, I'm a teacher, and we don't think, am I really living my life to the fullest? You know, because for me, it had to be it was to realize that I was only living a 10% life required me to go really far back into history and reclaim the things I love, you know, remember, what I love, but even without that, you know, even if I reclaimed all those things, I still would have gotten to the point where I was living only a 20, 25 percent life and the other 75 percent was just simply what I was doing right now, where I was getting my paycheck. Maybe that's the answer.
0: You know, we get. Is it security? What do you think? I think security and having a security blanket is the biggest thing to me. It was always about you know, for a long time, I feel like even struggling, like, don't get me wrong. As a teacher, you don't do it for the money. I think we all know that, right. um, yes. But is like, the security of having that constant paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one time when I was at the restaurant, this happens because I'm a waitress as well. Um, and I'll never forget. This happens multiple times. Someone asked me my real job. What is your real job? And that stuck with me forever because I remember how small it made me feel in the moment before when I was trying to, you know, find a steady teaching job and whatnot. And I was like, it made me feel so small. Like what's your real job? We have these things in our mind that we, I think, associate security with a real job, but what is real job? What is the definition of a real job? To be honest, I made way more, I make way more money at the restaurant than I do in my teaching paychecks. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So I think like security is a huge thing. And that was always the thing for me is, Making sure I am picture picture perfect at my job because that paycheck is more important than anything else in life. You become reliant on that rather than feeling good, no matter how good you feel, you're willing to put everything at jeopardy because you're in such this routine. And I think we get stuck in this routine because life is so busy. And I truly can vouch for that because I feel like even on my days in the hustle and bustle, you wake up, you go to work all day you, the t- I know I make the time for myself with my, you know, dance fitness, because that's my therapy of the day. Yeah. You come home, you eat dinner, you have maybe 30 minutes before you want to go to bed. I read my book and that's it. And when you get in this vicious cycle mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. life, then there's no time. There's no right. time for you. There's no time for you to discover what you want because mm-hmm. all the things in becoming who you want to be take time. Yeah, and you do, but you have yeah. to repurpose your time And I always think this is true. If you want something bad enough, you're going to make the time for it. Don't get me wrong. It's going, there's going to be nights where you're tired because you don't, I can't quit my teaching job right now because I need the pay. I do need the paycheck, you know, being realistic. I need the money, but I was so tired of being that, that being my life. I thought for my life, I said, would the me 20 years from now be happy with the 34 year old me right now? Hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. She would look back and be so disappointed in me and say, Nicole, you're, you're still so young. I think we also get caught up in an, an age bracket thing. I, doubt. Mm-hmm. Realizing. So I remember even when I hit 30, I'm like, shit, that's it for me. Like that's, this is my life. And this is what I got. And it's such a messed up society thing that's been ingrained in us now yeah. that once you hit a certain age that your life is done, you can't right. yourself. you can't right. yourself. And it's the furthest thing from the truth, because to be honest, I learned more about myself. My thirties are my favorite year so far. My Mm -hmm. twenties, I had no idea who the hell I was. Right. And we think that we do, but you know, there's, I think we just get caught in this identity crisis because of what society depicts is where you should be at. And when you think too, like, I think, and I know this sounds silly, but I found a lot of who I was and who I wanted to be through turn up dance fitness, Mm -hmm. having that carving out that hour of teaching turn up yeah. And seeing the impact I can make on a community in just the one hour of the week, I got hooked on that feeling. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. there's, I'm teaching in a different way. So I'm, I'm still a teacher, yeah. but I'm, I'm able to do something where I'm, I feel alive. Mm-hmm. And then you get, once you get addicted to that feeling of being alive, you want more of it. And you said, how can I find the time to make more of it? But it's yeah. so hard because, I, and trust me, I know there's times where I go to bed crying. I'm like, this is not the life I want nor am I meant for. So it's like, you got to do different. Yeah. Pick up and decide to do different because Mm -hmm. life will pass you by before you know it, because there's only so many hours in a day. It's what you choose to do with those hours. Even if you have 30 minutes of that spare time, find it when, you know, if, you know, I know I don't have children and I know I don't know what that's like, but like if they go to bed, take that 30 minutes for yourself and do something for you that's helping you grow and getting you to your next step. Stop worrying Yeah, they do eventually go to bed. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it, uh, they do. My kids are now, it's just kind of crazy though. Like the, my kids are teenagers now. Yeah. They're teenagers in the early years of the teens, but you know, they kind of do their own thing. And so I do have a lot more time than I used to have. I'd like to believe I, I use it a lot better than I used to. I'm not sure I really do, to be honest. But one thing I would say going back to all of that Starting from someone commenting, where what's your real job? All of the conditioning, all of the messages that we've received from the very first time that someone said, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? It's as if we were given this concept that you have to make a choice about a certain thing mm-hmm. and that certain thing must have a certain value and that certain value must pay a certain amount. And then what you get at the end of that is a certain level of security. But what you also get with that security is a cage. Well done. Here you go.
0: Yep. Here you go. It's like literally the door is just open for you, here going, you. Go Don't let the door right. hit you on the way out. Which cage would you like? Mm-hmm. One. That's literally um, what it is. It's 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 a cage. That yeah. it's I think that's the perfect way of describing it. And it's like you don't want to, you know, live in this cage. And to be honest, like there was something that hit me too. Every day we're dying. We don't have to have disease. You could be the healthiest person, but every single day we are dying and that is going to happen one day. And when you look at it that way, it's not a sense of implementing fear upon someone, but it's just like, what are you going to do with your life? We all have gifts and talents, that right. we haven't discovered yet. We all do. And it's like, we ke- you can't keep waiting around to discover like, you know, one day someone's going to just, the universe is just going to send down, whether you believe in the universe, science, God, that there's going to send you a message that, you know what, this is your gift and talent and, and lay it out for you. Uh-huh. No, that's uh-huh. not going to be it. You really have to dig deep and look within. Uh-huh. And, you know, I bet you, if you ask someone what five things that what they're good at, I bet you, they won't be able to immediately list, list things off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, mm-hmm. the challenges mm-hmm. that we face on a daily basis is that we, yeah. we think of ourselves so small. And when we need to really start thinking about like, what am I great at? What am I good ah, at? Right. It can and run with it because we all do have gifts and talents and some people might make you feel otherwise. Some people might make you feel like you're never going to amount to something. But when you believe in yourself so much, you can amount to any literally anything. And I truly believe that it's true.
1: And we tend to behave as if in life we get five choices, like yeah. these are your five jobs you can do. This is it. No, more. <laughs> right. it's so true. Like this is all you can do. And some of that's outward validation. I know that's the case for me. I went to law school, not because I had a deep desire to bring about radical justice. I went to law school because people said you'll be a good lawyer. (laughs)
0: What? That right there (sighs) is so true. I think that's, to be honest, many of the reasons why we all go to do the jobs we do. Right. You'll be a great teacher. And you are a great (laughs) teacher. They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. It's so funny though, because don't get me wrong, I love children. I'm more focused, and I feel like I'm one of the, a different teachers. I'm more focused on getting these kids to believe in themselves and have a, a mindset that's going to take them far rather than them passing their yeah. math tests, passing and, and studying and all those things are important and important qualities to propel you forward. But mm-hmm. like that's not the grand scheme of things. And I truly think the education sh- education system needs to change because that their math test doesn't define them. And as a kid, you remember how it feels when you fail at something that also is being implemented into who you are i'm a failure yeah see those badges on your test you are a failure mm-hmm. now you know i may people may judge me for this but i draw a little happy faces if kids get an f and say i know you can do better next time yeah i love that but i won't put a number grade on it i'll put a certain amount of how many they got right out of whatever yeah. but it's not- That's not what I feel like education should be about. You need to be, we live in a society where it's hard and it's only getting harder for not even just adults, for children, for everyone. You don't remember what you did. Do you remember what you did in third grade math? I know I don't. Sixth grade, I don't remember, but I could remember the teachers that made me feel good, the kids who uplifted me, the kids who were mean to me. Mm -hmm. You remember all those things. You're not going to remember a test, but you're going to remember how people made you feel for for sure. Yes. And you will remember if
1: the environment that you're being taught in made you smaller or gave you the opportunity to be bigger. I like think if you were to go to school tomorrow and you probably already do this and you go to your kids and you say, your main job is not really math. It's part of it, but your main job is to find magic.
0: Yeah. I think one thing too, is like something that I, cause I learn from the kids every day too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the cool thing about being a teacher and finding the magic moments is I learn how to also be a kid and still find the magic in the little things yeah. and still find the innocence that we all have. That's still buried in us mm-hmm. because, you know, as I forget what age it is, but you know, throughout what I've been reading is that when you're little, you believe that you could be anything you could be ask a three or four or five-year-old, you want to be a princess. They are a princess. There's no questioning it. Right. a yeah. Prince scene of jellyfish land and you can't even argue with it. Yep. But once you get to a certain age, and I do believe it's around, you know, 12, 13 years old, not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. believing in those things as much because you stop yeah. believing in yourself, you start letting the outside, mm-hmm. you know, the way the world sees you and whatnot, start having an impact on who you are, but it's finding yeah. that the little kid inside of us that doesn't let anything affect us, yeah. you know, you, you believe in who you are and what you want to be. And it's, it's yeah. finding that magic again.
1: Totally. That's why I think when I first started thinking about how much of my life am I actually living, that thought process brought me back to childhood, connected me with the things that I loved back then. And it required that I look at it and say, was that real? It was real. It was real. It became not real when I took an outside view of what I should be doing, what was practical, what was pragmatic, what would make money, what would... What if I said something out loud, what was the response in the adults in my life? If I said, I would like to be a starving artist versus I will go to law school,
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> know, what validation are you going to get? But think of how many times too, like, I remember when I was little, all I wanted to do was be an actress. Yeah. I would be an actress, but I didn't because like oh no you need to find a job like that's really hard to do you need to be going to you know it's going to be a lot of money you don't have you're not gonna have the money for it you need a job that's going to be sustainable and you know that you can live a good life with that's not you're not going to struggle with right and to be honest yeah. not pursuing like things that i i truly loved at the time because all i cared about was making a certain amount of money and having summers off and it was a good right. job for family because th- why would i care about that when i was 22 years old i don't know i don't know but we all were we all did we were like gotta do it gotta do it gotta do it all of us we all did that like i don't know why I ever let that have any, any impact on my mental health and it was never truly a desire of what i wanted it was like oh, "Yeah, no. okay I have kids people told me i could be a good teacher okay sure like right. that, was that was it. that was it that was it that was no and more my then, cage i just picked it there it is Cage. <laughs> got to get in that cage and Take next you thing you know her. you're ramming into the cage and you're like I got out of here you know Maybe like 10 years later get me out I know oh. because it's like you're meant for more you don't have to just be what no. the world wants you to be you no. know it's and, it's and see that's the fallacy the fallacy
1: is that we had to pick that cage There's yes. the five cages you can pick between no I want to go and be a performer nope here's one of the five cages So that's the first fallacy. And then the second one is thinking we can't get out. Thinking that it's locked. Well, it's not locked. It's never been locked. You can get out anytime you want. Anytime, any moment, right now, doesn't matter.
0: There's never been a lock on it. I think a lot of people have invisible chains on us for a long time because we think you're just stuck Mm -hmm. and Mm stuck. You're never stuck, no matter what part of your life, no journey, age, nothing, because Mm -hmm. truly age is just a number. I've seen, I mean, and the more you see it, you see, you know, you can reinvent your life at any point, 50, 60, 70. There's people that are literally eight years old starting new careers and professions. It's like, why do we have the stigma of having to have everything figured out by a certain time? And the truth is, you're never going to have everything figured out. Every time you figure out something, you're always going to be searching for the the next level version because you don't have... Not like you reach a certain level and it's game over okay like I reached the point in my life where I'm you know I'm good you're always yeah. gonna be the next level to yourself.
1: Well that's because you never find all the magic yeah there's always more magic there's always more to be found yes. and that's like as a kid when you're out doing the Easter egg hunt we want there to be a finite amount but there's not <laughs> it's a forever Easter egg hunt there's always more yeah it's more for us That's what I love. About like a conversation like this with someone who gets it.
0: Yeah. You no, know, you just, it, it's kind of nice. And oh. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was like, okay, like I have all these, I have notes that I'm not kidding. I don't even think I looked at once because I just, Good. it was yeah. having the conversation that just makes, I think things flow effortlessly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's
1: how I know that the magic is in it. I know I keep using that, but I'm just, that's, that's just the only way I can describe it. That's how I know it's in it it's effortless.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the coolest thing too, because it's like, this is another thing of like, just going based off, like having a plan, like every time you think you have a plan, you know, you can never be fully prepared for something, you know, like, so like, even to like me, I'm trying to be so planned out. I have these notes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go off my notes, but like, that's not how this went at all. It went in a completely different direction. But to me, I feel like it was one of the, the best conversations I've had in a long time that just felt so organic and natural. And, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that will benefit. It might not be the exact conversation that we intended to have. And that's okay. It's totally okay because all that
1: preparation, it does something. I mean, it's not a, it's not a loss. It's not a waste. It does something like, I mean, I, I prepare a lot. I have notebooks upon notebooks, upon notebooks with notes and lists yeah. And one, two, three, four and five. But then when it actually comes to doing something like this, it's part of like, it's there, but it doesn't ever show up
0: linearly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's too Cause I'm like, I do, I, I write a lot. I love writing. Um, yeah, I and it's just like, I think it's therapeutic, but it also is like, when I was writing today, I was like, Oh, these are good things. I could make short little reels about like videos yeah, like, I, you know, like, so it's just everything yeah. kind of just sparks a new um, idea or yeah. you know, interest. And, and in case nobody, in case
1: there's anybody, in case there's anyone listening to this who doesn't already follow you on Instagram, they need to <laughs> Oh, so, because your Instagram, your reels are the most entertaining of all time. And also the truest, the I with that. like really, so I mean, I would repost every single one of them. <laughs>
0: No, I appreciate that. And I think that's kind of just like how your podcast is like, you know, the BS free, like, I, I hold true to that, too, to my Instagram, because, you know, at one point, I was like, so focused, even with the videos, when I first started, I was like, Oh, they have to be just one particular thing, I have to have one idea and just go with that. And then Nothing felt fun for me anymore. When I was doing that, I was like, this doesn't even feel organic. And Mm -hmm. once I developed, I was like, I'm just going to keep my page, whatever I want it to be. I'm going to make, I love making funny videos. I love to entertain and make people laugh. I love to be vulnerable and share my stories with people because I do think it can help. Even if it's one person, it's helping someone. Mm -hmm. And I try, I want to keep everything as real and as organic as possible because I want to stay true to who I am. Yeah. Eventually I'll learn the business aspect of it down the road. You know, when I do become a motivational podcaster and I'll, I'll learn all of the nitty gritty, but in the meantime, while I'm discovering all of that, Mm -hmm. it's really fun for me to have a platform where I can just be my true self. I don't think there's that much to learn
1: down the road. I don't think there's that much to learn, really. I mean, it's, of course, I'm going to say this because I'm an attorney. I think you need to have good contracts when you get into relationships, you know, when, when we're, we're trading money, I think you got to, you got to have that figured out. But in ter- I think you got figure it figured out with what really matters, like just be yourself and don't overthink it. And all of the entrepreneurial groups that I've been a part of, and I love them. And I've taking notes, copious notes. And I've been a diligent student of running a business, but the lists don't really work.
0: <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I hate
1: that. That's really helpful for me. They don't, they don't really work. The strategies I, or maybe, maybe a better way to say it is that the universe already wrote the strategy in here. I already have the strategy. I just yeah. didn't know I had the strategy. So then when I tried to adopt someone else's successful strategy, it didn't go well. So there's a lot of successful strategies out there that can be adopted and probably copied and pasted, but they're not necessarily for you, you know? Exactly. So you know I just hold them very lightly in the in an open palm. That's exactly what I
0: mean. No, yeah. really, that was it. Like that, that strategy is already within you. It's like, there's not a specific thing, but again, that goes back to starting to compare when you see how everyone, certain people do certain things a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm. You just like, mm-hmm.
0: okay, that's the way to do it. When in right. reality, we all have our own unique strategies of doing things. Yeah.
1: I'm kind my strategy is to follow my intuition, find the magic and to just keep grinding Consistency is important. And that is one that I have a hard time with because I, I do, I prefer instant gratification. I prefer that. I prefer. I think we all do well. Yeah. So the consistency part is important and that's part of the discipline of it,
0: you know? especially on the bad days when you feel like something's not going anywhere or you're not, you know, where you want to be. It's like, you know, you have those moments. Cause I get there too, where I'm like, screw this. I don't feel like doing this. I'm just going to take a break. And it's like, no, that's where you need to actually grind your gears and, and put it in, go put it in autopilot and go like, don't stop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And shut out all of the outside voices. Yep. All yep. of them, mm-hmm. all the, even the good ones. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I Absolutely. don't listen to, I, I really don't listen to a whole lot of voices. I do listen to podcasts now, but, it, you know, I used to kind of just be like this podcast and this podcast and this, and now I've kind of whittled it down. Like I cannot hear another, you know, podcast where it's like three months to 10 K a month or, you know, like, Oh no. I,
0: yeah, it's, it is. Because those once I, because I, at one point I was trying to to all this and I was like, honestly, I don't think this is, this is not helping me. Cause I'm like, I, this is, it was just too much. It felt like, like choosing another cage. I, yeah, I know. And I was like, I don't know. And this is all just 10K a month here, 5K a month here, you know? Yeah. Or like what the things you're doing wrong, why you're not where you're at, you know, financially. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And you know, it will come to me eventually. It will, you know, it will, it will. The biggest sure.
1: has always been with you. Yeah. From the moment I saw you, there was nobody bigger in the room.
0: Oh, that I literally, that's going to be my, I'm going to hold that comment near and dear to my heart. I remember I I still have that, that ass, like the the hand, the hand on your, I left an imprint on there. (laughs) Did it. I just loved it. I love it because it
1: was like, I love it when I see someone who is free and just so free, they don't even have to worry about how they're coming across to somebody that's a complete stranger.
0: To me, that's like the best
1: gift. Is for someone to give that to me? Yeah, do you know what
0: I mean? Like, I, I love I know exactly what you mean. Okay, yeah, that's no, that just like I said, that made my whole entire day, and also too, it just <laughs> so crazy to me because before we even had that conversation, in my like part of my notes was to talk about like how during that conference, how I literally feel like that was like the start of me wow. kind of into a whole new being, mm-hmm. which is wild to me. How like things like that, they're just all interconnected. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy being around the energy and the people and whatnot. Like it's, you know, it's great to be, you know, here talking, but I can't wait to be like in your yeah. presence, you know, yes. like there and give you a hug and all of those
1: things. Gosh. Another ass slap. That's right. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. good. I'll get one right back. Yeah. At you. When yeah. you, don't even know, you don't even know. I can't wait. The crazy thing about turn up is it's kind of a weird world out there. Like I came from like being in a church environment, pretty heavy duty church environment. We left the church about five, seven years ago. And like, that's, that was our, that's who we kind of knew, we're, like our church friends and the couples and their babies. And, you know, we all, we all having babies at the same time and all that. Yeah. And we left there and I, I was just kind of like, not lonely, but I just didn't really connect with any women, you know? I think it's hard to find connections though. It is. I think it is.
0: It's but, not, something think that's easy. And I think that it's hard because I think more so you have a group of people that tend to judge you more than tend to care to connect with you. Yeah. You no, know? and sometimes I think it's hard to make those connections or also to have people that are on the same wavelength as you. Yeah. You know, like the same, the same mindset and, and energy and, and the same kind of like, just not even interest, but the connections are just, I feel like connections need to happen naturally. And I think that is mm-hmm. one of the hardest things To find, it is hard to find.
1: It's hard to find geographically, but at the same time, I don't think it's impossible. It's very possible that there are women here in my, you know, geographically that are, we just haven't found each other yet or something like that. But Turnip has been really cool because I've found some of the most amazing people that are truly my best friends.
0: Yeah. I think that's what the coolest thing about it is like the connections that you're able to make through it. Because it's just like you, when you do meet the people, there's people, like I said, like yourself, and there's throughout the ton of throughout the whole community that just make you feel the best version of yourself that make yeah. you want to do better and be better and that support you and uplift you. And it's just this crazy community that I feel like when I try to explain to people who are not part of it, they, you don't understand unless you're in it. I know True. struggling with things I'm like, and I know I'm like, don't get me wrong. You don't have to be a dancer by any means it's the community wow. that it's built upon the foundation that you know sometimes people say to me like oh like you seem like such a confident person and stuff like mo- a lot of the confidence came through turn up like i used to be the person that would be in the back of the room never mind let alone them instructing a class you know that's what i mean that's so crazy to me that's so crazy to did not want the attention by me. Like I was just so timid and wow. I never wanted to make anyone feel um, that I like needed to be in a certain spot. Like I just had all these anxieties. Like I just would yeah. do my dance in the back and it's, you know, yeah. things, it's just crazy how you watch the shifts and, and change and, and grow. What was that about? Do you think that was about conditioning
1: as well? Cause I've I definitely been. struggled with that too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you would, I, like, I don't there. need to be, you know, I'm not a show off. I'm yes. I'm, you take the lead. I
0: don't need to show yes. myself. Literally, that's exactly how I felt. I would have such severe anxiety, even mm-hmm. when I would get there. I would be standing in a spot, and if like I felt someone come in, and like I'm like, oh no, no, you can stand here. Like I'll just I'll go right back here, and I would yeah. be against like, yeah. the back, and like people probably even know who I was because I was just so quiet and, and timid. And you know, when I would dance, don't get me wrong, it was my therapy, but like I hated making someone else feel like that. I was taking a spot or being too big or too loud or you know, yeah. I didn't make it seem like I needed to be seen. And, you know, it's like that has a huge part of conditioning and making you feel that way. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, you would think that when you perform loud or are loud, that that's a form of being cocky or overly confident. When in reality, that's not it at all. No. It's just being proud of who you are and, and showing and expressing that. Yeah loud and it's okay and I think that's changed for me over the years because I you know I'm unapologetically myself no matter what anyone else thinks don't get me wrong I still struggle when I take a class to not stand in the back so I'm like oh I'm always in the front I'll stand back here you know like teaching but it's something it's a work in progress that I still struggle with and I'm still continuously to work on because what you I think it was in your podcast I've listened to it you're unconditioning everything you were conditioned to be throughout your life yeah
1: oh that conditioning is Is deep, is deep. And I think I would love to believe that there would, there's a way to just like, let it all go. But I, it comes back all the time, all the time it's coming back, like, just take a back seat, let them shine. But there's no value in that if you're doing it in a way that is not true to yourself. Like if you really are saying, I am going to not show people the magic. I found the magic, but I'm not going to show anybody the magic because I'm afraid if I do, I'm taking someone else's life or something, like that." you know, so, but I'm still working through that. That's very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, it is. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things that I feel like I'm working through as well, that it's like, it's literally like every time, like retraining your brain to undo what you've been doing forever.
1: Yeah, for sure. But it's
0: possible. It's possible. It's just like baby steps. It's a work in in progress. It's not only
1: possible, but you've already done so much of that work. Yeah. What I saw when I first met you was the exact opposite of the girl that goes to the back of the room when I met you, I saw someone that I said, I want that. I want that freedom. That's what I want.
0: Yeah. Wow. That just, like I said, that just gave me like the, I get the chills just hearing that because the if the fact that I'm able to do that makes me happy. The fact that I'm able to, you know, like I guess that if I can help one person see anything mm-hmm. and, and that, the, the ability to, you know, become free and, and that ability to just, just live in your own world and, and bubble mm-hmm. and not let anything affect that, that is mm. a lot for me and to me and that's what I always said I'm like I don't it's not the amount it's who I impact not the amount of people like as long as if I can impact one person two people three people four people however many it will grow in a grand scheme of things but like it's just a matter of making a difference in someone's life to have that freedom and I'm I've always been that kind of person like even when people would call me weird and stuff as a kid and stuff I'm like yeah I'm weird I remember like going in with like yeah I am okay like I don't care And even though I would say I didn't care, you know, it does affect you deep down, but it's like, as you get Mm -hmm. older, you realize that's a gift to be able to be yourself and not care what people think, you know, totally. That is the gift. I think that is the gift.
1: Protect it. Yeah. And share it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like even too, I remember even, I remember in, a, in an old relationship I had, and that's like another thing I used to let relationship define who I was, how good the relationship was going based was literally defined who I was and how good of a person I was or made my insecurities even louder. Yes, um, I remember yeah. the, in particularly like, I forget what happened. But like, he, I remember him like making fun of me, like, like, you're so we like, just like making me feel so small about like, I remember when I don't know if it was vines, or even when Instagram was first the thing, I just remember making stupid videos. And yeah. like then making me feel so small. And then I'd be like, Oh, my God, like, I just remember that moment. Like, you don't forget when someone says something and how you felt mm-hmm. in that moment. And I'm Like, Oh, my God, yeah, that was so stupid. Like, I shouldn't have posted that p-, you know, and you start playing all these things in your head. And then it's like, you wake up one day and you're just like, why did I ever let anyone's voice ever drown out? Like who I am or like, you know, or what I'm doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's just, a, it's a really cool thing to grow past that and to acknowledge it. And I think once you can acknowledge that it's happening, the easier it is to have control over it. For sure. To recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Wow.
1: And yeah. then just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> yep. Before we close it out, is there anything that you're like, I do really want to make sure we talk about this or just any reflections about anything? Like when I reached out to you to ask about being on the podcast, you know, anything.
0: Well, first of all, I, I'm, let me just acknowledge that real quick, because that was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I was, I swear I was doing a, I was manifesting that morning and that was when I, I hurt my back. So I was out of work for a week. I was in a sad spot and I was like, I need to start doing something new. I'm going to start meditating. I was meditating and it was about manifesting all the things that you want. It was a manifestation one. And I was thinking it was so crazy because I was thinking for a few days prior to this, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Beth is the coolest person ever. And I was like, I really love her podcast. And like everything that's about, I said, you know, I really want to get into podcasting. I said, I would love to be a part of her podcast one day. And it went, my head, it was just a thought. Like I was like, I don't even know how to do that. Is it weird if I just message? Cause I'm a no, I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm not someone cool or anything. That's like well-known <laughs> or something I don't have, you know? And so I just was so nervous. And when I got, was done meditating and I opened my text messages, uh, my DMS, and it was from you saying that you were thinking about having me on your podcast. I swear <laughs> to God, my jaw dropped. I couldn't even respond right away. Cause I was like, wait, is this real life? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, crazy to me. Cause I was like, the power in manifestation is wild. It's it is so wild. Wild. That's so crazy. I don't even know what the um,
1: timing between those events was, but, and I don't remember what I was doing or anything like that. I don't have that kind of r- recall about the day. Here's what was happening. I was going about my daily business of finding the magic. <laughs> and there you were. Voila. That's what I was doing. I, that was about the business of finding
0: the magic and showing it to the world so and one thing I realized too is that I every anytime I've had like a magical moment I feel like connections are everything yeah when you find connections mm-hmm. to hold on to them because when you have people that are in the same like kind of energy and mm-hmm. like wavelength as you yeah it's it's powerful yes it and, and you hold on to that and you don't take that for granted because you're like there's somewhere in the universe that connected my thought process to your thought process. And it's like, I think the more you make those connections along life, that's what I was talking about with your inner circle is that creates an energy and a momentum for both. Like you're working together to create this energy and momentum. That's going to propel both of you forward. Absolutely. I call it just following the energy. It is. That's and all it is. It's just it What it is.
1: I don't know if I can go the leap of saying that I can connect it to quantum physics. I think that's a little that's a bridge too far for me from a scientific standpoint. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I'm still, I there's still a part of me that does not de- deny the the mystical element of energy. Yeah. And the very very real palpable power of alignment. Yeah. But so when you put those two, yes, they're very powerful. Aligned energy will help you find your people. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Not, you can't not find your people. No, you I don't. Can Where can all the people find you on the so, social? All the links.
0: All the links. You can find me on IG at FabFitFlesh. Spell,
1: spell it for the, the oh, people.
0: F-A-B-F-I-T-F-L-E-S-C-H. Okay. Flesh is my last name. I know it's weird. <laughs> and my married name should be O'Leary, but I haven't changed it. So my husband gets <laughs> it's all a laziness. And then on Facebook, it's Nicole Cecilia.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: It's not bit flesh too. So the same as my IJ.
1: quick uh, i want to remind you before we go about the giveaway i'm doing in february for the upcoming series transcendent remember all you got to do is post something about the bs free podcast on socials you can even tag me if you're on instagram at bs free podcast or b a stanfield and then don't forget to email me at beth at lionalaw.com if you are interested in any of the legal services that I provide, just head over to the website at lionalaw.com. And if you want to connect with me directly, click the link for Let's Connect. Fill out a few questions on the form and I will be in touch with you directly to see how I can serve you. See you next week.